Well, hi, Jacob's Well Online. This is Jenna Kaiser, the Formation Director at Jacob's Well Church. Um, I'm here again today with Diane Bryant. We're bringing some JW Grow content to you where we're going to continue our conversation about spiritual disciplines. And um, today we're going to be focusing on a practice of reading scripture. All right. Well, um, Diane, thanks for being with us again. Glad to be here. Always good. Well, we started off some of these podcasts with JW Grow, um, trying to take some some content that we wanted to put in those Tuesday night JW Grow classes and um, couldn't given everything that happened. And we wanted to bring it to a podcast format. And right now we've been talking about spiritual practices. So um, if somebody is joining us right now and they haven't listened to um, our first podcast about spiritual practices, where we talked about an overview of spiritual practices, um, and we did talk about Sabbath there as a spiritual practice they should go there and uh, listen to that one. But today we're going to move into a different spiritual practice. Why don't you tell us all about it? Yes, today we're going to talk and practice actually a little bit called the practice of Lectio Divina, which is just holy reading um, if you're going to the Latin in that. But that is a practice of, of reading scripture with an ear to hearing from God. So it's not about what do I need to study in this? What do I need to get out of this? As much as an ear to listen to what does God want to say to my spirit through this reading. And the practice of it includes a a couple of steps. And so before we practice that, I just want to um, review those steps so that you know what to expect. Um, The beauty of Lectio Divina or holy reading is that we're really um, inviting ourselves into God's presence to um, listen to his particular loving word to us and um, that he wants to say to us. And it's particularly useful to use the Gospels because the Gospels are so much centered around Jesus and how Jesus connected and talked to people. And that we are going to use a piece of, of um one of the Gospels today in our reading. So the the steps include um, gathering ourselves together just for a couple of moments of settling into quietness, to silence, just getting your body kind of there, taking a few deep breaths. So we'll do that when we begin the practice. And then we read the first time out loud. And it's always important to read it out loud because um, auditory, um, so much the listening part of it, hearing it, so much puts it into our mind in a different way than just reading it with our eyes. So we read it out loud one time, and then we pause, and then we read it again, and this time we listen to it with our imagination. So that's kind of a meditating piece, our imagination. And our imagination is such a delightful thing that God's given us, a God-given gift. And so in doing that, we enter into the story, to what's the being read. We envision it in our minds. We watch the characters. We interact with as being one of the characters, perhaps. And then we think to ourselves, what did I see? What did I feel? What did I hear in that story? So we really use our imagination in in a delightful new way um, that we aren't maybe always used to doing. And then we read it one more time. And this time we just really stay with that story. And staying with it means we're, we're in a posture of listening and responding back to God and whatever that feels like for us as we've, as we've heard that story um, and whatever way that flows from our heart. And then the last is contemplate, which is just taking, taking it with you. 
as you go about the rest of what you're doing that day. That might be remembering throughout the day, oh, yeah, that story reminded me of this. Or this is how I keep God's word before me. I'm going back to that story and thinking about that character in there and how I would feel if that was happening to me. So those are the, the five steps. And, and something to remember in this, this is, again, a practice is a practice. This isn't about perfection ever, any of these practices. They're about always just growing ever more connected with the God who loves us. And he's not about performance and getting it right and checking it off that it looks a certain way. Grace is always the operative word. And all of these practices, it's about grace. It's about love. It's about being with God and letting him just continue to grow us to be more and more like Jesus, which is part of um, what we say in our mission statement here at Jacob's Well all the time. Hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like that's in line with some of the things we've discussed uh, previously with spiritual practice and Sabbath, but more about an experience of God and what he's doing in you and through you. Um, just in this moment of listening to scripture, it's not about um, making sure you gathered all the correct context mm-hmm. and you're interpreting correctly. Although those things are very important mm-hmm. when we're doing good Bible study, that's right. which is but, another practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a way of um, really experiencing scripture um, and just sitting and, and being with yep. God. Yep. Yep. Nothing we have to accomplish in it. Just uh, letting him speak to his word to us in a way that engages us in a new, different way. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think uh, what we decided is we're actually going to jump right in Mm -hmm. and do the practice on the podcast. And so um, Diane's going to guide us and she'll tell you when to pause perhaps your podcast. If you're joining us, you can listen to the whole thing or you can um, do the practice with us. And then um, we'll spend a little bit of time at the end, just sort of debriefing and talking more about um, the experience. So I'm glad that people get to join us for this. Yes, yes. Very much so, and that it'll be an experience that just kind of enlivens your heart today. So let's begin with just a couple of moments. Um, in moments, you know, it may be a minute of just silence to settle yourself into wherever you're sitting and whoever might be with you, and just take a couple of deep breaths. So if you need to pause um, the, your podcast right now, do that and settle yourself in. And then I'm going to begin reading a section in Mark chapter 10. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and he came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. And now 
I'm going to read it again, and this time, as I read it, engage your imagination with the reading. Enter in, envision, pick out one of the characters, be it Bartimaeus, be it one of the crowd, be it one of the disciples following close behind Jesus, and enter into what is going on in that story. Feel the heat that might be burning down on you on that dusty road, maybe the dust in your nose, maybe the noises of the crowd, maybe there's a squawking chicken on the roadside, or maybe you are Bartimaeus sitting with the rags and having these blind eyes that can't see what's going on around you, and you're desperate to know what's happening. So here I go, and here you go. And they came into Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and he came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. And now, for a moment, turn off that podcast and let yourself experience that story. And now I'm reading it for the third time. And this time, to stay with what you've been feeling and and then allow yourself to respond back to God in whatever way it flows from your heart. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on his way. And now at 
this would be the point that you could take that, you could ponder it in your mind, or you could journal it, or you could just sit with it and say, just thank you, God. I didn't feel a whole lot of anything, but as I go through this day, I will reflect on what this might bring back to me. And um, I'm just thankful that I have this story from you and what you have done, Jesus. So, Jenna, how does that feel for you? Hmm. Yeah, that was, that was cool. I think the thing I noticed immediately was that the work my eyes do to read the scripture didn't like they didn't have to do that work and it could be in my head. And so I understood or experienced the passage differently than I ever would if I was focused on reading the words off of a page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that that beauty of, of hearing that auditory piece engages our, our it truly does it engages our brain in a different way. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And then then we you know, are calling God into it. So it engages our spirit in a different way as mm. well than just reading. Yeah, I noticed too that um, it was a passage that I was familiar with or even feeling like um, I'm familiar with the Jesus in the gospel. And I noticed that I heard what Jesus said differently than I often do when I read it. So I chose to sort of sit in the space of Bartimaeus, which I wouldn't normally do because I would normally associate myself with the disciples um, because I'm a disciple of Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I chose Bartimaeus and where often Jesus's words in the gospels can feel like short harsh statements. Mm -hmm. Like there are even moments that he'll say something like woman, you know, and you'd be like, surely he didn't mean it the way we say woman, right? Maybe he did. I don't know. Um, And in those moments of even saying, call him or what do you want me to do? Those can feel like short statements when you're, when you're reading it. But when I listened to it and experienced the story, all I heard was, was Jesus's compassion. Mm -hmm. And that's what I felt too, as the, as taking the place of Bartimaeus was receiving Jesus's compassion in those mm-hmm. moments to stop. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so true, isn't it, Jenna? That those compassion of Jesus to to recognize something that the crowd and the others around him didn't particularly want him to notice. And I I have put myself in that crowd many times of, you know, quit irritating me or quit, <laughs> you know, you're the one coughing back there in the background. Just shut up. Leave me alone. I want to focus <laughs> on this. And and and, you know, not wanting, you know, that that distraction to be a part of my intentness on focusing on whatever and, and how the crowd, you know, can do that. And so each of those different places you can enter into and giving you a whole unique perspective is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool to just not only feel and receive Jesus's compassion, but I felt like... I could resonate more with Bartimaeus's need for mm-hmm. mercy and and recognize that in myself in the same way. And then because you repeated it three times by the end of it, um, it wasn't until the third time through that I really noticed that Bartimaeus's response was to get up and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was this mixture of like feeling Jesus's compassion, receiving it, acknowledging my need and desire for mercy, and then knowing that the response to Jesus giving mercy, giving compassion is to get up and follow. Um, and I wouldn't have gotten that if I huh. hadn't wow. heard it three times. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when, when we're reading something too, is we can skip over pieces in the narrative when we're reading it, just not out loud and just say, oh, and he got up and followed him. Okay, fine. But yet when you, as you said, when it becomes that visually in our mind, in the imagination, as well as, whoa, that, that means something. It's just not a couple more words that they ended that little mm-hmm. story with. Yeah. It changed this man. Mm-hmm. 
He's a changed man. Not only his sight, but he's now following Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So um, Lectio is, is that reading God's word, but the Gospels are particularly rich, but you can do this in the song. You can do that in, in any of it. This The Gospels just lend more to the story experience of how you can place yourself into it. But, um, but reading it with an ear to hearing from God. And um, so many times, even... Um, at the then throughout your day, the contemplation piece is, is it, you know, the spirit will just remind you of that section of scripture, perhaps in a way of, or maybe even that statement of, um, call him or he followed Jesus or what do you want me to do for you? Um, might pop into your mind in the course of the day and it brings you back to a, a short conversation with Jesus right then. Or, or maybe not. It doesn't have to change you every time you read it. Or you do Lectio, but the more that you do it, it, it just gives you a, a broader um, uh, understanding of this Jesus who lived and walked among us doing what he did. Mm. Yeah, even as you're talking more about different potential ways you could have gone with the passage, I'm always, I'm, I'm feeling like, oh yeah, he did say that, or yeah, he did experience that. And so there's a part of me that even longs to know what other people would experience in community if they were doing this together. <laughs> so I could envision a household doing this together yes. and imagining it. Um, I yes. could imagine somebody figuring out how to do this over a Zoom call or something yes. like that. Yes. Um, because the things that you, Diane, are going to pick out are going to be different than the mm-hmm. things I'm going to pick out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they add to a wholer, a more whole story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jenna, you said something in there. You can with Lectio um, is also broaden that to incorporate not only our hearing and our, our vision and our voice, but engage your body in it. And it's a perfect thing to do if you're doing it with a Zoom with your small group or with a family is is assign pieces and, and rotate those pieces and, and play it. Mm. Play it with your body. Play act it. You know, kids will love this. Um, they can be the blind man. And and even though you're not entering into this silence and maybe um, so much of the uh, just drawing it internally by yourself, but yet, but you're getting a whole new view of it that the Spirit will use with you as well. And you'll glean tremendous things from it. So it's a great way to engage the imagination together mm. as well. Yeah. Well, I know sometimes when we do more of these contemplative practices, it's very easy, um, especially in moments of silence or thinking through things. You just, maybe people aren't like me, but you start running a list of things in your head and mm-hmm. things float in and you're like, oh, I got to remember, I got to remember to do this thing. Or I got to remember I'm running out of toilet paper and I got to put that on the list the next time that it's okay for me to go to the store, you know? Um, and so how do you manage um, that piece of it when you're going from such a busy, active, maybe part of your day to just sitting in silence with God? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the thing with thoughts are <laughs> that enter in are... Um, God gave us thoughts. You know, what What would happen if we didn't have thoughts? So to, to recognize, oh, yeah, this is a thought, and here it is. I'm going to recognize it, and then I'm going to just, you can use different um, ideas with this. One thing that I use sometimes is, yeah, it's just this little bubble. I'm going to put it in the bubble and let it float away. Hmm. And and then when the next thought comes, I'm going to do the same thing. Rather than on persever- persevering, and, I got to get rid of this thought, I got to get rid of this thought, hmm. I got to get rid of this thought, because the more you do that, the more the thoughts are there. The other thing you can do is, you know, just have that little note piece of paper there and, and write it down. Because once you write it down, 
then then it's gone. You put it mm. there. Again, just picture Jesus sitting across from you saying, you know what? My child, my daughter, my son, it doesn't matter. I, I'm just with you. You know, if that thought comes, let it go. I'm, you know, my lotus easy, my burden's light. I just want you to let me be with you in this Lectio Divina as you read my word. Hmm. So that, and then, so it's more about welcoming the thought rather than just trying to get rid of it. Yeah, I like the idea of acknowledging yeah. it too. And yeah. you have to try out different tactics yep. too to figure yep. out how Whatever to get rid of it. Yep. I did, I had someone tell me once too that they they actually use it as an act of um, surrender and trust. So to say, okay, that, that thought floated in and I'm going to let it flow back out. And if I forget it, I forget it and I didn't need it. And if I need to remember it, I can trust yep. that Jesus will exactly. bring it into my awareness again. Um, and people will try some things and it won't work. Like for me, if I started writing a list in the middle of, of this, <laughs> like it would just engage everything in me that writes lists. Um, yep. Yep. sometimes I've even done things where, um, I won't just acknowledge the thought, but I'll literally picture, I will, I guess I'm not literally, no, I'm literally picturing. <laughs> I don't want to be that person who doesn't use literally correctly, figuratively. Uh, yes. Um, I'll picture a closet in my brain and I'll put my thought in a box uh-huh. and I'll put it up on the shelf of a very neatly organized closet and everybody is happy in that universe. Um, so yeah, I think people can get creative with how to have Absolutely. grace for themselves. Yep. And yes, yeah. but, but the key is have grace with yourself and don't welcome it in rather than trying yeah. to push it out because then it, it owns you rather than you just saying, you know, this, yeah, I'm just going to let this go whatever way that works for you. Hmm. And there's many ways. So yeah. And, 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 and you know what, the more that you do that too, Jenna, honestly, gradually you are, you know, scripture also talks about training our mind and our thoughts and, and gradually as you practice this more, um, the, the, the thoughts become less in, invasive they honestly do it, it, because you are engaging y- yourself in in this the scripture and you can't have your mind in two places consistently all the time mm-hmm. you can't do it so um the more you practice setting them off however your practice is to do that the less they become um a piece of what's going on and and you can dwell in the lectio divina in a yeah. different way so that becomes a practice too yeah. Well, and the other thing I want to uh, let people know, too, is that this really does, it's supposed to be oral reading, mm-hmm. so listening to it. Um, and for some people, that might feel difficult to figure out how to do. But one of the things we actually have on our website yes. right now is a yes. connection to the Dwell audio app. Um, so you can get that on your smartphone. And Dwell is a Bible reading app. And so there are multiple different voices that will read the scripture to you. So you can choose um, which voice you would like. There's even different accents. And so... Um, I'm, I'm betting that dwell once they hear this, they're going to, um, see if they can get you to record the whole Bible for them, Diane. Um, and then you can all have Diane's voice in your head. Uh, there um, you go. Oh no. Oh, that might be one of those, those distraction voices. <laughs> I want that in my head all the time. Well, I don't know that you would want to listen to your voice. <laughs> this is very true. But dwell right now, it actually usually costs, um, a membership fee, but they have offered it for free for 60 days. Um, mm. for any church that wants it, um, just given everything that's happening with the coronavirus. So you can get that for free on our website under our coronavirus page on the website. Um, and that's a great 
way to hear the audio. And then if people feel weird about reading out loud or if they're by themselves or Mm -hmm. even if you don't want one person to have to read and you want everybody to fully experience, you can just use that app. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Absolutely. In fact, alternate that. I mean, use it sometimes, sometimes not if you can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great idea. Good, good. Yes. Well, do you have any other last minute pieces of advice for us when it comes to Lectio? Well, just to take with you that, you know, um, one of the, the fruits of this, of, of Lectio, is that you're actually just keeping company with Jesus, whether or not you actually hear him speaking to you or not. And and you're responding to God's word with your heart and your spirit. Um, and so we're really taking, you know, we, we sing a song when we sing together, taking it from our head to our heart, this this really this practice really allows that to happen. Hmm. So then, when we do that, we're living more and more in that heart relationship of of love, the experiential piece of of knowing Jesus, hmm. rather than just the head piece of knowing Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks for experiencing um, practicing Lectio with us and other spiritual practices. Um, This is part of our JW Grow series, and so we'll have a few more spiritual practices coming up in the next few podcasts for you. 